Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? Did you sing with us? I hope so. Sayang naman kung ako lang kumanta, no? Praise God. Praise God indeed. Now, you know, uh, this Sunday, we do like to take a special time out to pray for certain members of our church, some of whom are celebrating their birthdays, some of whom are going back to China and Korea. So we would like to call on Nina and Jenny to please come. Come up here in front. Don't be shy. In English, don't shy. Come. They're going back. So who's going back to Korea? Hasio. And you are? Nina. Nina, and you? You must be Jenny, right? I'm Jenny. They're going back. They're uh, studying here. They're going back. Is it for good? Or just a break? Just a break. Oh, going back to good? For good? For good? Okay. Let's just make it going back for the best. Diba? Hindi lang good. Good, better, best. Alam nyo na, yung mga naglalaro, ha? Okay. So, we will pray for them. Okay? We will commit them to the Lord. They're going back. And, you know, as God leads them, it is our prayer that the time that they spent with us had been a time that they were refreshed by the Lord. They, they knew about the Lord. They encountered Jesus Christ. So, let's pray for them, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Nina and Jenny for the time that they spent with us, with the time that they spent with Sharon and Jeric, Lord, and as their foster parents here. We pray, Lord, that their, their time with us, Lord, has been a fruitful time, not only for their education, not only for their social life, Lord, but more importantly, for their spiritual life. We pray that as they have come here every Sunday to listen to your word being preached, that they have understood what it means to have a personal relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, we commit them into your hands, Lord God, as they go back to their countries. We pray that you will continue to be with them. Allow them to share their good experiences that they had with us here. And perhaps even, Lord, continue to bless them, Lord, as they continue to search for you with all of their hearts. Father, we commit these young ladies, Lord, into your hands as we thank you for everything in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Nina. We hope to see you again, all grown up and. Kasi for good daw eh, di ba? London. Wow, London. Don't worry, the London Bridge is not really falling down, okay? Okay, uh, dito ba mami ni? Wala mga mercado, no? So, wala. Anyway, Jordan is here, and it's Jordan's birthday tomorrow. Come here, Jordan. I'll put you on the spot. His first name is Jordan, okay? No relation to Michael. You know, Jordan, Jordan just uh, turned 12. 12. So he is now legally able to drink. No, he turned 21. Okay. Oh, I, I will not comment on that, okay? So he just turned 21. But more importantly, he just survived an accident. 
Now, by his own testimony, uh, it, it was a single car accident, so no ticket. Blazing na yun. He hit a railing at perhaps full speed. I, I think you, 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 you fell asleep or dozed off or something, right? So the car was totaled. All the airbags were deployed. So that gives you an idea of uh, how bad the impact was. But he just woke up and everything was a mess. But his mom shared with me that he shared with his mom that it was like somebody was just holding him. So there's nothing physically wrong with him. Except he's a handsome individual, so what can I say? <laughs> right? And tomorrow he turns 21. He will be responsible for many things. Car insurance, <laughs> etc., etc. You are now an adult in the, in the eyes of the U.S. law. And you will now be responsible for so many things. And your mom is there. Yoo-hoo, All right. So we will pray for him. Uh, he has invited some of his friends. So Lord willing, they will come in and share this, this time with us. But let's commit him to the Lord. Eh? Shall we? Heavenly Father, I thank you for my brother Jordan. Thank you, Lord, that you've continually spoken to him through this church, through his experiences, and the latest, Lord, through his accident, Lord God. You have protected him, Lord. Again, a manifestation of how much you love this young man. And I continue to pray, Lord God, for him, that you will grow him up in your word, in his relationship with you, his relationship with his mother, and with his grandmother, Lord God, and even his auntie who's here. Father, will you just mold Jordan and shape him, conform him to the image of your son, Jesus Christ, as we pray for him in Jesus' name. Happy birthday, Jordan. Happy birthday. Sino pa may birthday? Sana marami para hindi na ako mag-preach. Nabuking tuloy kung sino rin na mag-preach. Sasabihin ko pa naman sana, our, our messenger this morning is no stranger to you. <laughs> ako din yun eh. Pastor Danny, as we all know, is still in Manila. He just officiated the wedding of Miko Santos, the child of Pastor Roby Santos. So while he is here, uh, while he, when, when he is here, four of us, myself, Pastor Danny, Brother Reggie, and Brother Romy, we alternate preaching. But as schedules have it, you have no choice. I'm your OMB today. One man band. Alright. Wow! Pumapasok na yung pagkain dal birthday ni Jordan. Parang ginutom ako bigla. Ah. Now let me ask you. Last week, we're on the series on intimacy with God. And last week, Brother Reggie preached a passionate message on intimacy through what? Giving. Ayaw natin yun, hindi eh, ba? Gusto natin, attend lang tayo. Huwag na tayong dumukot. Diba? Tapos, ano sabi ng Bible? Tithe. Ano ba tithe? 10%? Laki naman nun. Kino, si Uncle Sam. May kaltas na. Jesus, may kaltas po. Grabe naman. Diba? Pero, if you really want to be intimate with God, one sure fire testimony about your intimacy with God is your pocketbook. Is your pocketbook. Do you believe that God owns everything? Yes? Then, of the 100% that God has 
entrusted to you. Because He owns everything. You said yes. Of the 100% that God owns and that He lent to you to take care of, is it a bad deal? Balik mo nga yung 10% kasi gagamitin ko sa iba yan. Is that such a bad deal? Answer, no. The 10% or more that you give to the Lord does not go to CCF. It does not go to the salary of your pastors because we are not salaried. It goes to the work of the kingdom to pay for facilities, to help those who want to go to retreats but cannot. This is where it goes. Tapos ang sabi, what Reggie shared with us in Malachi, bring bring the whole tithe. So, ibig sabihin niya, hindi naman akin, dinadala ko lang. It's not really yours. It really belongs to God. So, God is asking us to demonstrate our intimacy with Him through our giving. Alright? This morning, I'll give you a test first. Very easy. Sino natatakot sa test? Pastor, graduate na ako, may degree na ako, may test po, grabe. Okay lang. Test. Okay? I will show you two pictures. Okay? And I want you to react. React to the picture. Whether you desire this thing or not. Okay? And then, if you look at the picture, what does the picture draw you to? Okay? Here's the first one. Kita nyo na? Sabi ko na hindi kayo nag-breakfast, eh, gutom kayo. Wow! Look at that! Oh, yan, yan, ha? Cholesterol. Diba? Yan ang isang reaction. Nako, cholesterol. Pero pwede kong kumain, may gamot ako. I can eat, I got my meds. What else would you react to this? Hmm, you're probably thinking, is my favorite food there? I know uh, my daughter likes this. But she also likes this. Especially because what? Madugudugo pa. Yan ang gusto niya eh. Diba? Uh, chicken wings? Corn? Salad? Beans? What is this? I don't know what this is. You got fruits. You got a balanced meal there. Right? What does that... When you see such a picture, what do you think about doing? Eating. Diba? Lamon. Right. Kaya nga gusto natin, buffet. Diba? Hoy, imbitado tayo sa kasal. Sit down ba, buffet? <laughs> okay. Ito naman. How about when you see this picture? What comes to mind? Huh? Exercise? Okay. Meditation? Okay. Mainit. O kung mainit, nasa disyerto ka, what comes to mind? Papauhaw. Diba? So dahil mainit, napapauhaw ka, what does that bring you to? Water. Right? Here you were hungry. Here you are thirsty. In closing, because that's the message. The message is intimacy through hungering and thirsting for God. 
We all have needs. We need to eat. We need to drink to survive. For our spiritual growth, we need to hunger and thirst for God. What is my basis? Just one verse for this morning. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. This is from the famous Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes. Or as I would put it for all of us, the Beatitudes. This is what we should be. These attitudes are what we should have. I like the American Standard Version translation. It says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The word after communicates to me that I must pursue it. Hungering and thirsting for God does not happen just by being stagnant. You have to pursue it. You have to pursue intimacy with God. In the church that I worked for in 2008 and 2009, they had a youth pastor and he happened to come from England where Jenny is going. He said, pursue. Huh? No? You must pursue. Pursue. You must pursue. What are you going to pursue? Sabatos? You must pursue it. You must pursue intimacy with God because it does not happen by itself. Going to church does not make you intimate with God. Giving your tithe does not make you intimate with God. Reading your Bible does not make you intimate with God. But you need all of these and all of these are good for your spiritual growth. But in and of themselves, it does not automatically mean that you're intimate with God. Have you spent time reading the Bible? And you don't, quote-unquote, feel God? That you don't, quote-unquote, feel close to God? Yes? Maybe you're in a spiritual desert. So there's no intimacy to speak of. Our message this morning is what? Intimacy through hungering and thirsting for God. Because you know what? What drives you becomes your passion. What you crave for, what you desire for, that is your passion. That's why last week we heard from Brother Reggie. Where your heart is, where your heart is, that is who you are. Sabi ng Toyota, ano? You drive us nuts. Sabi ko, nung una, sabi ko, you drive us? No. We drive your car. What do you mean you drive us? Oh, then I understood. It is your passion to buy a Toyota car that drives them to improve and improve and improve their product. Kaya sabi na, you drive us. Now, some people, their desire is for, <laughs> who wants more money? Oh, Jahi kayo, ayaw nyo, akin na. Ayaw nyo, you don't want more money? Bible is not against money. The book of James tells us that it is the love of money that is a root of all kinds of evil. 
So it's not money. Money has no morals. It is what you do with the money that gives it its morality. It's immoral. Walang moralidad ang pera. Alright? Now, you know this guy? That's not me when I'm old. Okay? Maybe from his name, you will have an idea who he is. Okay. His name is Nelson Rockefeller. Now, when you hear the surname Rockefeller, what comes to mind? Dollars, ba? Oh, you, Edwin, you work for a stock brokerage firm. Why is it that when you talk about him, dollars comes to mind? Multi-millionaire. Diba? Ako, apelido ko, Nolan. Oh, walang lupa. Eh, dito ako kay Rockefeller. Diba? Ito, the mere mention of his name, Rockefeller. Oy. How about Getty? Oh, J. Paul Getty. Getty Oil made millions and billions of money from oil. Right? You know, he was asked, Nelson Rockefeller was asked, You're so rich. What else? What else do you want? How much more do you want? This is what he said. Just a little bit more. What is his passion? Money. Money. Just a little bit. How much is enough? Just a little bit more. Some people, they want success. Their passion is for success. Success is good. God wants us to succeed. God wants us to be prosperous. But we better be careful. Because look at these people. They're all famous names. Ernest Hemingway, Kurt Cobain, Vincent Van Gogh, Arthur Chevrolet of Chevrolet brand, Edwin Armstrong, Marilyn Monroe, they were all successful in their own right. In their own field, they were all successful. But aside from being successful, they had one other thing in common. They all committed suicide. Money does not satisfy you. Success does not satisfy you either. How about this person? He's not my grandfather. His name is George Eastman. Now, ayan, si mami, alam niya. Kasi George Eastman is the owner and founder of Eastman Kodak. During their time, everything was done through film. You would buy a roll of film, put it in your camera, take some photos. Remove it from the camera, bring it to the... In the Philippines, wala naman kasi mga right aid, mga CBS, ano? You have to bring it to the Photoshop and have it developed and have it printed. But nowadays, what? Yeah. From up north, digital. Diba? Digital. Digital. Everything now is digital. Have you noticed during weddings, the, the, the picture taking at the end? Is getting longer and longer and longer. You know why? Uy, camera ko naman. Camera ko naman. Before, it was only one photographer, the official photographer. Okay, next. Next. Ngayon. Akin naman yung akin naman. Telepono, may mga ganon. Now, this guy really, really became rich. He really became rich. He had a 22-room mansion. 
And one day, after breakfast, he went up to his room and wrote this. My work is finished. Why wait? If we read it as is, I've done it. My work is finished. Why wait? Then he pulled out his gun and shot himself dead. Was he successful? Quiet. But why would you kill yourself if success was it? Money wasn't it. Success wasn't it. How about this guy? You know this guy? This is an old picture. Oh, brother. It's an old picture. And then somebody is very quick. His name is? Well, some of them are driven by pleasure. A passion for pleasure. And this guy made a lot of money. His name is Hugh Hefner. And if you still don't know him by his face, if you still don't know him by his name, maybe you will know him by his logo. He had a photo, a nude photo of Marilyn Monroe. And he borrowed $500. And the rest is history. Statisticians say that the pornographic industry in the U.S. is a $14 billion industry. Some people have a passion for pleasure. Some people have a passion for sports. You know this guy, right? Who's that? Tiger Bomb. Oh no, Tiger Woods. Okay, look at his exercise regimen. I'll, I'll go over this side so I can read it. I'm not that young anymore. Two hours of range work and on-course swing work in the morning. Followed by 30 minutes to an hour of putting practice. Edwin, you better take notes. Around noon, play nine holes. In the afternoon, another three to four hours of on-course work focusing on the swing and short game. Oh, yun, short game. And then after that, in the afternoon session, sometimes it includes another nine holes of playing golf. So look at his passion. His passion is really golf. Morning, noon, and night. Golf. Was Tiger Woods or is Tiger Woods successful? Yes? Very, very successful. He's playing today in the memorial. I think he's in the top four, top five. Right? But his passion for golf, aside from that, what happened to his marriage? He had had another passion. A hidden passion for sex outside marriage. And it destroyed his marriage. Yes? Passion for sports. How about this kind of passion? A passion for fame and notoriety. You want your face. In front of the magazine. You want your name to always be the one that's called out. You know this person? Who is she? Lady what? Oh, sa, sa Bacolod? <laughs> Alam nyo na, di ba? Oh, yan. Ibang ibig sabihin nun sa amin. But... She will do anything and everything possible to call attention to herself. Right? 
she comes in 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 clothes made of meat, raw meat, to that awards. I forgot what what it was. And ito naman, she came in as an egg. Just to get your name noticed. Just for you to become even more popular. But none of the above, none of the above satisfied these people. You know why? Because only one passion can be fully satisfied. That is a passion for God. God Himself, Jesus says that those who have a thirst, a passion for God, will never be disappointed. He promised it to us. He told it to us in the passage we just read. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For what? They will be filled. When the Bible says, we thirst, we hunger and thirst for righteousness. Righteousness is an attribute of God. It means being upright, being in the standard of God. So I would submit to all of us that the simple way of understanding what it means to hunger and thirst for righteousness, since righteousness is an attribute of God, that we, mer- we must pursue God and being Christ-like. So if I were to rephrase this, Blessed are you who hunger and thirst to become more and more like Christ. And the promise of God, if this is your passion, you will be filled. You will be satisfied. You will never be disappointed. Why? John 6.35 tells us, Jesus declared, I am the what? Can we read this? Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will what? Never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. We'll have a good meal later. After several hours, what happens to you? Gutom ka na naman. Diba? You drink. After you drink, what happens? After so many hours, what happens? You're thirsty again. You know, soda companies, you drink soda, wow, inum ka, sarap. You know what? After a while, what you're drinking, your body reacts and you become even more thirsty. What did Jesus Christ say? If you're hungry, Jesus Christ said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will what? Never grow hungry. How about thirst? In John 4, 13-14, let's read this. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water, come on, let's all read it. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This is the the account of the woman at the well. A woman, a Samaritan woman, is drawing water from the well. And then Jesus Christ speaks with her and they have this exchange. And Jesus Christ says, I have this water. The water you're drawing from the well, after you drink it, you'll become thirsty again. 
the water that I'm offering to you, if you take it, you will never be thirsty again. And onwards after this, the, the woman said, you don't have anything, you don't have a jug to put the water in. What water are you talking about? Who was he talking about? He was talking about himself. He was talking about the Holy Spirit that was going to come. And what do we find out? I will give him the water I give him when he will never thirst. So only your passion, your hungering and thirsting for God, that is what is assured that will completely satisfy you if you desire to pursue it. If you desire to pursue it. Now there were people who really pursued God and it cost them so much. This person, David Livingston, we all know him. He's the great missionary to Africa. Look at what he said. I place no value on anything I have or possess except in its relationship to the kingdom of God. Can you say that? That my car, everything I have, every, my house, my car, my personal property, all of its value has a direct correlation to how it affects the kingdom of God. My house, kung may house anak ko, may Bible study doon. My car, maybe somebody, some of us need a ride. He left everything. He left everything he had in the U.S. and went to Africa to minister there. What was his mindset? Anything and everything that I have only has value as to how it is correlated to the kingdom of God. How about this guy? Some of you have read his books. Oswald Chambers. He said, I'm not many kinds of fools in one. I am only one kind of fool. The kind that believes and obeys God. Have you been called a fool? No? For your faith? For your belief in God? For your desire to obey Him at all costs? Maybe they have not told you to your face. But maybe they're thinking about it. Sayang naman tong bata na to. Ano na lang mangyayari sa kanya? Eh... This person gave up this career to follow Christ. What a fool. What a fool. What did Oswald Chambers say? I am only one kind of fool. The fool that decides to believe and obey God. You think he was satisfied? From his statement, I believe so. Just like David Livingstone was. How about this guy? Oh, you've heard this phrase before? He is no fool to give to God what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. His name is Jim Elliot. You know what he lost? He lost his life. He and three or four more others went to this Latin American country to do mission work, to, to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. All four of them were killed. They had guns in their plane. 
But they did not use them. Because they came to bring a message of peace. And in the process, they gave up their lives. What did he say? Can we read that? So people might call you a fool for believing in God, for believing in Christ. But you can, if you like to memorize this. He is no fool to give to God what he cannot keep, to gain what he cannot lose. If you have Jesus, you have eternal life. And Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, I am convinced of this very thing, that, that nothing... Nothing can separate us from the love of God that we now have in Jesus Christ. You're not a fool to believe in the Lord. And from the Bible, David, King David. The Bible says that King David was a man after God's own heart. He murdered Uriah. He committed adultery with Bathsheba. He did so many evil things. But if you read your Bible, he never repeated them. When he was held to account, he repented and he moved on. And this is what he says about his God. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land. Where there is no water. Who does he search for? Who does he long for? He longs for his God. And he doesn't just, Ah, wala, okay, let's go. No. I earnestly seek you. It indicates there's a passion. I won't stop looking until I find you. And the promise of God is this. If you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Hindi mahirap hanapin si God. Tayo lang ang mailap. Tayo lang ang ayaw magpakita. But if we desire to go to God, we will find Him if we earnestly seek Him and we seek Him with all of our heart. Now, why would, why would we want to seek God? God, pag, you know, if I become a Christian, I have to give up so many things. My life will be difficult. It's a bunch of do's and don'ts. On the contrary, my friends, that is a lie from the devil. Because this is what God promised us when He invited us. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Are you weary? Are you burdened? What is His promise? I will give you rest. Are you looking for satisfaction? Are you looking for peace? Go to God. Because the verse continues, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The picture of the yoke is, you know, uh, when you plow the land, 
you have two oxen in the Philippines. Caribou. Ba? English. American na tayo ngayon. Caribou. Carabao. Dalawa. The yoke is like a wooden piece. It goes this way and it goes that way. Okay? You're now partnered with another animal. And the two of you will pull the plow so you can break the ground. Jesus is inviting us. Come. Take my yoke. So who's on the other side of the yoke? Jesus. And if you accept His invitation, you will come alongside Jesus. He will put His yoke upon you and He will be with you as you break ground. Do you like having being with Jesus? He's not going to let you go. He's going to partner with you. And if you partner with Jesus, what kind of success will you have in your life? You're partnered with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Nothing is going to be impossible for you. Why? I'm yoked with Jesus. And when I'm yoked with Jesus, the promise is I will find rest. Why? Because Jesus is going to be with me. Now, if that's what we're learning, that we should hunger and thirst for God, that our hunger and thirst for God will satisfy us, that the invitation of Jesus Christ to come and take His yoke upon us, for His burden is easy and His load is light, then the question is, why are we so hesitant? Why are we so fearful to seek Him? He's already introduced and told us time and time again what He wants to do and how He will be with us. So why is it that we are hesitant? Well, let me share with you some reasons. First reason, fear. It's an honest emotion. Fear. Well, I'm fearful that He will make a fool out of me. He will make a fool out of us. What did Jim Elliot say? If you give up something that you cannot keep to have something you cannot lose, then you're not a fool. But it's an honest emotion. I don't, no, I don't want to be made a fool of. Or perhaps it's a fear that you will lose control. Right? Why will I surrender? To the will of God in my life. You mean I will let go and let God? Sabi nga nung singer, ano? Jesus, take the wheel? Eh kung mabangga kami. Take the wheel ka ng take the wheel dyan. Ako, maka, ako marunong dito. Does God know what is best? So if you trust God and you know that He knows best, then it's easy for you to surrender. Okay, Lord, hindi ko naintindihan to. And many times, that's what it takes. I have to come to a point that I go to God and say, you know, Lord, I've tried everything. Nothing worked. I don't know what else to do. So here, you take it. But it could be that we're afraid because you know, some of us are, we don't want to give up control. We want to control the situation. So, we're afraid. Second reason, well, still on fear. 
fearful that He may ask you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. Is that an honest fear? Oh, ayoko dyan. Baka ipadala ka sa Africa. Diba? Ayoko dun. Gusto ko padala ko sa Europe kasi malamig dun. Yan. Pag sa Africa, sa mainit, ayaw mo. So, you were afraid to pursue hungering and thirsting for God. We're afraid, we're, we're afraid to pursue Him because, you know, God might ask me to do something I don't want to do. There's a flip side to that kind of understanding. God might ask you to stop doing something you want to do, but you know it's wrong. I have a very close relative. I will not tell you how close. She was first exposed to the Bible ahead of me. She attended CCF Bible studies in AIM ahead of me. But she was in a relationship that I would say was not right. But then when she got to attend Bible studies, she decided to stop. Why? Because she was not willing to give up that ungodly relationship. She was afraid of giving that up. She was afraid of giving up an ungodly relationship to have an everlasting relationship with God. Are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Second, just simple ignorance of God. I don't know God. I don't know about God. So I cannot put my trust and my faith in Him. So since I cannot put my trust and my faith in Him, how will I and why will I pursue Him? That's why we invite you to read your Bible, to come and worship. Join us during the middle of the week for our time together so that together we can learn more and more about God. Sabi nga sa Amerika, pag nahuli ka, Officer, I didn't know it was one way. Baka sabihin siya, ignorance of the law excuses no one. Yes, it is very true and very possible that we don't want to pursue God because we don't know what it brings. But what did we read just a while ago? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, they will be satisfied. If you don't know that having God and pursuing God brings you satisfaction and fulfillment, you won't pursue Him. But that is God's plan for you. Third, our thirst for God overpowered, our thirst for God overpowered by something which has replaced Him, or even someone. You started off well, you were pursuing God, but then you become to be materially blessed. Yumamang ka, dumami negosyo mo, naging busy ka. So ano nangyari sa pursuit mo? Nag-iba. Instead of pursuing God, you began to pursue your career. Kanina nakita nyo, Ulrich, wala ka, pinakita ko yung practice regimen ni Tiger Woods. Another avid the golfer over here. But then what happened to his passion for golf? May iba pala siyang passion, yung pambababae niya. 
So, pati yung golf niya, nasira. Same thing with God. You cannot serve two masters. You will love the one and what? Hate the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Your passion for one will consume your passion for the other. It's as simple as that. So perhaps, one reason why we are hesitant to pursue God, to seek Him is, maybe something or even someone has replaced that passion for God. Fourth, well, our passion for God is not about rules and regulations. It is not about how many times you go to church. It is not how many chapters of the Bible read. It is not how much money you give to the church or charity. Passion for God, our passion about intimacy with God, is about heart. Your innermost desires. It is about love. Why are you pursuing God? What is your motivation? And the passion and intimacy for intimacy of God has to do with relationship. You cannot be passionate towards someone with whom you have no relationship. But just because you establish a relationship does not tell you not to pursue that relationship. You want any relationship to evolve, to grow, to mature, to better, to improve. Yes. Amen. Now, it's all about heart. And this is what God has to say in the book of Revelation about passion. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one of them, one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Harsh words. But who wants to eat cold rice? Who wants to eat cold soup? You want to eat cold barbecue? Cold steak? No. Lukewarm. You wanted to eat oh hot ice cream. Oh, meron bang ganun? Wala naman ganun. Nako, kayo tara. Oh, ano na lasa. Pagkatapos tawag ka siya 911. Fried ice cream. It's either hot or cold. Di ba? Yan ang hinahanap ni God, one or the other. Are you hot for me or are you cold? Mas mabuti na lang hot kaysa sa lukewarm. Kasi kung lukewarm, God doesn't like it. What happened to your passion? Nanlamig ka. Nanlamig ka. Before you were so on fire for the Lord, what happened? Perhaps you have grown cold. So what are some action points that we can we can share with all of us as we wind down? What's the message today? Intimacy through pursuing what? To hunger and thirst for God. Very simple. Intimacy through hungering and thirsting for God. So what? Why don't you and I renew our commitment? To love God. Restore that intimacy. Number one. Tell Jesus you want a closer walk. If you ask Jesus that you want to be walking more closely to Him, will He do it? 
Yes. Don't ask me how he will do it. But I know that he will do it. Because he said so. If you seek me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart. So we must ask him. Lord, I want to walk more closely to you. Lord, I want to be more and more like you. Right? Many times if you ask, God, I want to have the patience that you have. <laughs> what will God do? Put you in a situation that your patience will be tested. Diba? But why is God testing you? Because He loves you. Because He wants you to improve. To be more and more like Jesus. Second, initiate conversation. What does that mean? Ano ba ang conversation with God? Ano tawag natin doon? Prayer. Right? Initiate that conversation. Don't wait for God. You be the one to initiate it. You go to God in prayer. Prayer is two-way communication. You speak to God. And then, what? You wait for God to speak to you. How does God speak to us? Through the Bible. Through other people. Through circumstances. So, talk to God. Converse with Him. Two-way communication. Sabi nga nung isang pastor ganito. Kasi sabi, Pastor, I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to pray like you pray. Okay? Get a table. Get two chairs. You sit on one chair. You imagine God, Jesus Christ, is on the other chair. And then you just start to walk. Talk to Him. Kahit ano ang pagsabihin mo. Makikinig naman yan eh. God, alam mo, laki ng problema ko sa opisina kanina eh. Tapos ganito, ganito, ganito. You just talk to Him. It's not about the sets of do and don't. Wala kinalaman yun. We have to get our mindset out of the box. My brother and I, we, we talk about it. Quiet time, dapat ganito, dapat ganyan, dapat ganun. E paano yun kung hindi mo na nafe-feel yung connection mo kay God? Yun na lang lang yun ang gagawin mo. Ah, I'll spend 15 minutes reading the Bible and then another 15 minutes praying and then another 15 minutes being silent before the Lord, another 15 minutes singing. Paano yun kung wala kayong connection? Ano mo ang definition ng insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Get out of it. Is that how you figure your intimate relationship with God to be? De kahon? If you feel more connected to God walking in the park, then go ahead. But as you walk in the park, thank God. God, wow, look at this tree. I don't know this tree. Beautiful. This bird. Ano tawag dito? Ay, nako. Do something. Seek God. Because if you seek Him, you will find Him. Don't put Him in a box. Initiate that conversation. Number three, confess your failure or your weakness. Sabi ni Paul, when I am weak, then I am strong. Lahat tayo nagkakamali. All of us fall short. Even the best pastor out there, he is still a sinner saved by grace. So it is not, confessing is not asking God. God patawarin mo ko. God patawarin. Forgiveness was already paid for at the cross. Confession is agreeing with God, acknowledging that I am weak, telling God, God, I agree with you, I am weak, 
God, I agree with you. I have sinned. Now let's go. You don't have to ask something that you already have. You just appropriate it in your life. But don't use the forgiveness of God that is purchased for us by Jesus Christ as a license to continue in your sin. You have to repent. Yes, mommy. Perfect. Fourth, read his love letters. Daming love letter jam. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You have 66 love letters to read. I hope you're moving along. It's a long love letter. Yesterday, I was speaking at a memorial. I told the, the apo of the deceased, Come, read John 10.35. Mahanap siya, John 10.35. Kala niya, mahaba. John 11.35 pala. Jesus wept. Tapos natawa siya. He was expecting me to ask him to read a long passage. Dale, come, read John 11.35. Mahanap. Jesus wept. If you only read, I'm not telling you to read just that verse, okay? 66 books. But even in that very, very short passage, Jesus wept. The book of Hebrews tells us that we have a Savior who knows what we go through, who can empathize with us. That's why He became man. And that tells me the human side of Jesus, that when Lazarus died, he felt for Lazarus. Jesus wept. God weeps over us. When we fall, He loves us. He does not want us to fall into sin. And He cries over our mistakes. He cries over our iniquity. Read this love letter so that you get to know Him. So that you don't become ignorant of our God. And what He desires for you. Finally, yung mga gutom, yan, yun ang inaantay. Finally, yes! Finally, number five, express your love through worship and praise. This is what we do. Because the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together as some are in the habit of doing, but come, encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I can worship by myself. But I am encouraged when you come. And I hope you are encouraged when, when, when I come. Restore that intimacy. Ask God. Talk to Him in conversation. Confess your weaknesses. Read His love letters. And express your love through worship and praise. This morning, we will have a chance to do that. To express our worship of Him. And I would like to ask the men to come up and distribute the elements as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. This is a perfect way for us to express our love and worship to the Lord Jesus Christ by celebrating the Lord's Table. As the elements are being distributed, Hill, can we, para maiikot Can you assist over here? 
para pagkuhan nun, pasa mo na lang sa likod. The Lord's Table. Are we commanded to celebrate the Lord's Supper? Answer is yes. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 to 25, it reads this. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, He took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So it is mandated, it is commanded for us to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Not as a reenactment of the death of Jesus Christ, but but as an act of remembrance. We are supposed to celebrate the Lord's Supper time and time again so that we can remember, we can reflect on what Jesus Christ has done. The bread remains the bread, the juice remains the juice. They are but symbols of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. In verse 25, we know, we are told that this is the cup of the new covenant. The animals who were sacrificed in the Old Testament, they remained dead after their sacrifice. But Jesus Christ, after He had gone to the cross after three days, what happened to Jesus? He rose again. And if you're attending our midweek Bible study, you will know or you will remember that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the assurance to us that what He promised, He can fulfill. Now there is a warning. In in 26 to 28, it reads, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 28. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. By the symbolism of the bread and the juice, you are declaring, you are proclaiming that Jesus Christ is your Lord. And as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are like me, we stumble and fall. We fall into sin. Hopefully less and less and less. And we are encouraged this morning, a man must examine himself, not your neighbor. A man must examine himself. And if you believe that you should partake, then partake. If you believe that, and if you're not willing to give up a particular sin, if you believe that you would be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord, then don't. What's between you and God? This is not about, Oy, chikwan, ha? Mm. It's between you and the Lord. And because the Lord invites us to examine ourselves before we partake, I'd like to show you a video. It's not about the video, but I want you to listen to the words and how it relates to our message this morning and how it relates to the Lord's table. You heal the wounded soul of Take this time to meditate Just listen to the words Between you and the Lord Come have your way in us Come set our spirits free Oh Father 
If it helps you to close your eyes, Father, bow your heads before the Lord. Then go ahead. It's between you and Jesus. Come and be. 
as we take the bread, let's let's be reminded of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Bible tested that He Himself bore our sins on His body on the cross. That we might die to sin and live for righteousness. Jesus Christ bore our sins on His body. So that we might turn away from our sin and begin to live a life of righteousness. Lord Jesus, we thank You that You took our sins upon the cross. You paid the penalty for what we should have paid. You died our death. But in Your death, Lord, You have purchased for us eternal life. And we'll be forever grateful for you, for what you have done for us. Let's partake of the bread. As we take the cup of the juice, let's pray. Lord Jesus, your word says that without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness for sin. I thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. That because you shed your blood, your perfect, unblemished blood at the cross of Calvary, our sins are now forgiven. That when God the Father looks upon us, He sees the blood of the Lamb, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that covers us. Thank you, Lord, that we can experience your forgiveness day to day. For so long as we agree with you, for so long as we confess that we have sinned you are faithful and just and you will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness lord jesus thank you for shedding your blood for the remission of our sins we thank you for it jesus let us partake of the juice father god we thank you that you remind us that you desire for us to hunger and thirst for righteousness. That we must pursue your righteousness, Lord. For when we do that, we are assured of being satisfied. We are assured of being filled. Father, thank you for your promise. Lord, forgive us for the times that we have placed other things or other people before you that has served to Diminish our passion for you, Lord God. Will you forgive us? And will you just encourage us once again, Lord, as every new day comes, that you're with us and that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Lord, as we make our own personal commitments to you as we break out and discuss, Lord Jesus, will you continue to speak to us as we thank you for our time of worship this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're new or visiting with us. You might be surprised that we're going to break out in smaller groups. And we usually discuss one or two questions based on the message you've just heard. So here is our breakout, or here are our breakout questions. Number one, share with your group, as you fill in the blank, my hunger and thirst in life is for, you fill up the blank. When you've answered that, answer this question. Are you satisfied with your pursuit? Very easy. My hunger and thirst in, in life is for golf, 
Eh, baka isaw kasi yan eh. Binura ko lang. So, you answer it. And then, second to that, are you satisfied? Are you filled? Are you at peace with that pursuit? Okay? So, guys, you know where you are? Let's all break. Break up into our small groups and discuss. Men, men, women, women. Young, young, old, old. 